Tiger's father, Earl, he loved to drink, he loved to talk, and he just starts saying that his son's going to have this grand effect on the level of Gandhi, Buddha, Nelson Mandela, you know, basically the chosen one. I know that I was personally selected by God himself to nurture this young man and bring him to the point where he could make his contribution to humanity. He was adamant Tiger was going to be this incredible bridge between all the different races and tribes of humanity. And, you know, I'm just kind of sitting there like, holy crap, you know. Just for the championship. I had a real sense that there was this looming question. In order to become what his father's vision for him was, to have this large an effect on our planet and our species, this boy had to walk into the maw of this machine of celebrity and fame, and could he survive that? Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Inane. Hope you're all having a wonderful week. There's not... Actually, there's one person who's not having a wonderful week. Tiger Woods. And fans of Tiger. I swear, I kind of screwed myself. I got into running about 10 years ago. To lose some weight. Drop my beer belly. Get in shape. Had a big fat face, you know. I ended up losing close to 50 pounds. But mostly, I dropped a lot of fat. My body fat got down to around 10%. I'd gone to a physical, and it's pretty low. I don't know what it is now, but suddenly I can't handle chill anymore. And I'm not talking about the kind of cold that most of you are used to. You know, it gets 60 or below, i got to start layering. My hands are cold all the time. So now I'm going to try to bulk up on healthy fats, but it could be too late. I mean, it's starting to warm up here anyway. But this summer, fall, I need to put a little back on. Get my physical in April. I'll see what's going on. This winter sucked. You know, it's not even a real winter. As I'm sure you all know, because it dominated the news, uh, Tiger suffered a major traffic accident on Tuesday morning in Palos Verdes. He was there to film some golf lessons with celebrities for the Golf Channel, which is a channel I watch almost religiously. I mean, I'm crazy about golf, and I'm always watching golf and learning new things. But his car rolled quite a few times before crashing into a tree. An initial report said that the jaws of life had to be used to remove him, but that was later recanted. Uh, Members of the fire department said he was alert, he was talking to them when they got on the scene, but he was fucked up, man. He had, like, compound fractures in his legs. That means that's where the bone breaks the skin, and that's dangerous. Uh, But the the injuries were considered non-life-threatening. Everyone was on pins and needles for a while. You know this guy's history, right? You know, driving under the influence of drugs. So there's all kinds of speculation. He ended up with these compound fractures in his legs, 
So he had to have rods and pins and screws to fix the bones in his legs and his ankles. I'll tell you what, man, I joke a lot and usually nothing is off limits for the most part. I've got no jokes for this. I like Tiger in spite of his transgressions. You know, what he's done for the game of golf, you, it can't be measured. The sport rose in popularity because of this guy. Purses for tournaments doubled and tripled because of Tiger. He increased attendance at events. TV ratings skyrocketed. He was the reason why so many of the great young golfers that are playing in the PGA Tour now decided to pursue golf in the first place. Ask any of them and they'll tell you this. They'll tell you what a hero he was to them in the early 2000s. At the Genesis Invitational this past weekend, Max Homa, who won the tournament in a playoff, was really emotional after he'd taken the victory. He said it was his life's dream to meet Tiger, who was going to be handing him the trophy, because Tiger was sponsoring the event. He was eight years old in the gallery at a tournament in the 2000s, tried to get a high five from Tiger as he passed through, and Tiger just ignored him, so he never got that. And now, here, here he was, Tiger was going to be handing him a trophy. I don't want to remember Tiger as the sex addict cheater that he was, or the cold-hearted competitor that he was. He was a real asshole back then. I want to remember him as the man who kept golf from becoming irrelevant. He did for golf what Nicholas did for golf in the 70s. He's a legend. You know, I'll remember him for being a great father, golfing with his son in a team tournament in December. His son, amazing golfer. I mean, that was a great moment. And that's the stuff that softened Tiger and made him a better person. The stories that guys who competed against him back then, they'll tell you stories of Tiger when they weren't competing. And they're incredible. Tiger was always very compassionate, polite, was there for you if you needed anything, advice, if you needed to have him sign something for someone, anything. That's who he was back then. And on the course, he was ferocious. He was there to take your money. But behind the scenes, affable. So they say it'll be weeks, months, maybe even years before we know if he'll play golf again. It doesn't matter as long as he's alive. I'm telling you now, though, I do not see a comeback from this. He's 45. He's coming off his fifth back surgery. I know people who have injured their legs or knees in car accidents who have problems walking sometimes. Even standing for long periods of time is a struggle. It's painful. I know Tiger's strong. He's a warrior. But this is a tough ask just to have him come back to play, let alone compete. I was looking forward to what it was going to be like once Tiger had to step away from the PGA Tour and go on the Senior Tour. You know, how many tournaments was he going to take there? Now I'm not sure if I'll ever see that happen. I hope I'm wrong. I'm glad he didn't die. You know, we lost Kobe a year ago this month. 2021 was supposed to be better. It feels like it's more of the same, right? It's like we're in the 14th month of 2020. So they opened an Amazon Fresh grocery store near my house recently. And I went in there to check it out. These stores were rumored for a couple of years. And I had no idea how they were going to pull this off. Let me just say they pulled it off. And it's one of the most convenient ways to shop that I've ever experienced. Even though, currently, I don't, I don't mind shopping like we normally do. 
you know, because I miss people. Even talking with a rude checker is better than not talking to anybody. Amazon had purchased Whole Foods several years ago. So when you walk into this store, it's going to be set up, laid out pretty much the same way as a Whole Foods. They sell some of the same things you'll find in a Whole Foods, even the three, uh, 365 branded stuff. But it's not a Whole Foods store. All right. It's in between a regular grocery store and a Whole Foods. Things you would find at Whole Foods uh, are priced the same as they are at that store. Ordinary things that you would find at a grocery store are priced evenly or slightly lower. Where you're going to notice this more than anywhere else is beer and wine. Not even BevMo or Total Wine can compete with prices like this. I'd say that if you did your shopping at a regular store, then went and bought the same ingredients at Amazon Fresh, you're going to save around 7 to 10% off your grocery bill. I'm not kidding, and it'll add up. And you don't have to be an Amazon Prime customer to shop here. In fact, uh, I'm not even sure you have to have an Amazon account. You can buy groceries and just go to the checker and check out. Easy. But if you want the full Monty experience, and you've got the Amazon app, you've got an account with Amazon, the experience is so fucking cool, you won't want to shop any other way ever again. If you're one of those people who are in a hurry or don't want to wait in line, even though Whole Foods does have friendly checkers. Not like Trader Joe's. I think they're the best. Trader Joe's is like the Nordstrom of grocery stores. Super friendly. They've got these carts. They look like a regular plastic cart, just beefed up with tech. And they look like early hybrid cars. You know, we used to make fun of those cars. They're all ugly, thick. It's got a built-in scale scanners all over the place and a computer screen in the front that you can use to check your shopping progress. So you fire up the Amazon app, you request a QR code, scan it right on the basket and start putting shit in your cart. The minute you drop something into one of the bags that are in the cart already, the cart scans it automatically and it comes up on your screen. If you take it out, it removes it from your list. If you purchase booze, a blue light on your basket comes on. Now, this not only alerts everyone in the store that you're a lush, but it requires you to go through the dock near the exit so one of the clerks can check to make sure you're old enough. If you don't purchase anything that requires ID, you basically roll up to the dock, press done on the shopping cart's computer, take your bags out, and leave. Never have to talk to a soul. Amazon will email you a receipt, and you're done. Here are some things I noticed. About 50% of the people shopping in the store when I was there were Amazon employees. And they were filling shopping orders for customers who just wanted to have their groceries delivered. So they had these shoppers. I noticed a lot of empty spaces on the shelves too. So they're obviously not stocking quickly enough or maybe I got there before delivery was happening or maybe the store is just too new. There was an adequate amount of health food there, but nothing like Whole Foods which kind of caters to health-conscious eaters. Produce was really fresh and priced better than, you know, than any other market around here. They sell books and accessories related to cooking and coffee making, along with some Amazon hardware products like Echo, Kindle, and stuff in the back. The books that are available are bestseller books and priced like they are on Amazon.
I think Whole Foods gets a bad rap. And I've been saying this for years. People started calling it Whole Paycheck. But I think, you know, people like that, they're shopping, they're wrong. That's not the place to buy all of your groceries. Look, if you've got rich taste and you shit money, it's going to cost you. A whole duck isn't cheap anywhere. If you want free-range Wagyu beef, it's going to cost you. Lower your expectations, you know. I go to Whole Foods to get items that I can't find anywhere else. Specialty things. And I'm not paying any more for them there than I would if I found them someplace else. I go to Whole Foods as a matter of convenience. few times a year, maybe. If you need a few potatoes, some broccoli, nut, uh, fruit, whatever, you're not going to break the bank shopping in Whole Foods. But if your dietary requirements are more specific and you've got to have stuff like, you know, taro root powder, dude, you're going to bleed out the ass if you buy it from Whole Foods or anywhere else, really. But look, never buy beer and wine at Whole Foods. They will gouge you. Use Amazon Fresh for that. And again, lower your expectations. You're not going to find anything at Amazon Fresh that you can't find at a regular grocery store, but it will be cheaper. You know, I'm a real pisser. I tell myself I'm not going to talk about food so much. (laughs) I can't help myself. And hey, can we kill off these goddamn gender reveal parties? No one cares if your kid's going to have a dick or not. There was another accident a few days ago. This reveal box explodes in the garage of the couple that are throwing a party and it killed the expecting father. Great. Now the kid's going to grow up without a dad because you guys had to make a big deal out of the sex of your baby. Listen closely. No one gives a shit. Just make the fucking announcement, eat some cake, open gifts, and go home. It's ridiculous. Man, there's an outright campaign for cultural sensitivity right now. I understand people are sensitive to it, and they have every right to be. If you grew up being bullied because of where you're from, or your skin color, stuff like that, it's not a good feeling. I wanted to talk about this because I know a lot of people think it's ridiculous. And some of it does go a little overboard, I'll agree. But we've done nothing about it for decades. We've been complicit. What prompted this was a report I read that Disney Plus has started putting disclaimers in front of Disney movies that might offend people. I thought that was a tad bit ridiculous that a fucking cartoon could offend somebody. Anyway, all right, look, it's Disney. They own the movies. Maybe Walt Disney was an anti-Semite, racist, bigoted piece of shit. Didn't care about hurting people's feelings. He's old school. I do know he made our childhoods happier. And he's doing that for a lot of children now, regardless of race, religion, or where they're from. Disney, they'll take your money. The Target then went to Jim Henson's Muppet Show, which was a spinoff of Sesame Street. You know, the show that taught us how to count and spell before we started kindergarten. The Disney Plus is now running a disclaimer in front of those shows. And (laughs) it's a little nuts. Johnny Cash apparently appeared on the show once and played a song in front of a Confederate flag. Well, now you look, that's considered a symbol of white supremacy now. Warning label. P. 
Peter Sellers, the Pink Panther, once appeared singing a song dressed as a gypsy. Whoops. Well, can't appear anti-Semitic, even though I hardly even knew the gypsies were Jewish until Borat started making fun of them. So, warning label. So, Disney Plus didn't give any specific reason for each episode as they did with the Disney movies. They went into real detail on the movies. And to be honest with you, I don't even care. I don't subscribe to Disney Plus. I won't subscribe to Disney Plus. My friends are telling me, oh man, The Mandalorian. Who gives a shit? I don't care. I'm not 10 years old anymore. And if I can't see another Pixar movie, okay. I've moved on from all that stuff. I remember when Disney bought the Anaheim Mighty Ducks franchise back in the early 90s. Now, I was a, a L.A. Kings fan from birth. And when they started this team, I adopted them immediately. And they named, the, there's a dumbass name too, the Mighty Ducks. It's after some dumb Disney film. I didn't care though. Orange County had a professional hockey team and I stepped aside from my allegiance with the Kings and started rooting for them. And I got a lot of hell for it. I was the only person at the time that I knew that was rooting for the Kings or for the uh, Ducks. Then these rumors started to swirl that Disney had an image problem. They were concerned with the amount of fighting in hockey and wanted the team to curb that aggressions. You know, all that stuff that Basically, all the stuff that hockey lives off of. So you go to a Ducks game, you didn't see any fighting. And pretty soon, you didn't see him check or hit anybody. This team sucked as it was. We were an expansion team. Didn't have talent. So, of course, attendance is shit. And Disney's not making money. Yeah, no kidding. You took the one thing that people go to hockey games for out of a hockey game. You know the old joke, I went to see a fight and a hockey game broke out. So I don't know when it happened. I think it was after Disney sold the team and they dropped the mighty and just became the Anaheim Ducks. Pretty soon, the franchise started hiring tough guys. And within 10 years, the team was competing, like really competing, went to the cup. But we had assholes on our team, guys I wouldn't root for if they played for anybody else. But you can't be a nice guy and play hockey. It doesn't work. You get on the ice, you push people around, you steal from them, then you humiliate the goalie by firing the puck through the five hole. And if they get pissed off and they drop their gloves and they want to fight you, drop your gloves and fuck them up. That's hockey. Imagine if NASCAR didn't have crashes in it. Would they get as many people to watch? I don't even know the answer to that question because I don't watch NASCAR. But I'd like to think, probably not. They'd lose some fans. I don't want to see people get hurt or killed. But danger is an important part of that kind of entertainment. Push the envelope a little bit. Expect the unexpected. But sports have been under the gun on this cultural sensitivity stuff for decades. Now we've got the Washington football team. They don't even have a name. Cleveland Indians are dropping their name now. I have no idea what they're changing it to. But I looked this up. They were formerly called the Cleveland Naps. I have no idea what the hell that means. Maybe they suck so bad their fans fell asleep during games. The Indians were notoriously bad. 
Who knows? What's going to happen to the Chiefs? Are they next? Atlanta Braves? I'm not in a place to talk about this stuff or complain about it. But I always saw those team names as paying homage to a part of American history, not exploiting them. Then again, I'm not Native American. I've been thinking that society has become too sensitive and now we're all on edge because we're afraid we're going to offend people if we say the wrong thing. And half the time, we don't even know what the wrong thing is. It's like we need to be re-educated because we've been saying the wrong things all our lives, not knowing that we're offending people. I'm not joking when I tell you this, and I almost don't want to tell you this. But a few years ago, I was having a discussion with my wife about this kid who she was telling me about a friend of one of her friend's kids. I guess he was really slow, having problems in school. So innocently, I asked her, is he retarded or something? She looked at me straight in the face. She said, honey, you can't say retarded. I said, really? Since when? Why not? She said, that word, it's offensive. It's been offensive for years. I had no idea. I would never say that in public. Certainly not to someone's face. But okay, I agree. It's high time we stop saying retarded. Even though I I think I just said it five times. (laughs) You know, watch some of the commercials you see on TV. Start adding up the number of these commercials where men are portrayed as incompetent idiots. There are a countless number of them. I've been taking note for years. I think Carl's Jr. ran the worst campaign for a long time. Men were portrayed as dimwits who couldn't cook. They'd stare at stuff. They'd stare at a steak. This one dude wanted guacamole. So he puts an entire avocado, skin and all, in a blender. There's one running right now with this woman, I think, Ameritrade. She's, uh, she bought a home orthodontist kit. So she's wearing this big brace on her face. And she's married to this guy who fucks up the electricity in their house. Shit catches fire all the time. This guy's portrayed as a bumbling fool. Are men up in arms about these commercials? No, we're not. It's funny. We get it. There are men out there who are incompetent. Just maybe not to the degree portrayed in the commercials. We can make a bowl of guacamole. And we know we need to kill the circuit breaker before we start working on a light switch. But we're not going to start sending letters to these companies demanding that they take down their ads because it hurts our feelings. I almost wonder if they're making these commercials to get back at us for being so insensitive all this time. It's okay. We can take it. Speaking of Tiger Woods, remember I reviewed that HBO documentary. I played a clip at the beginning here. I, I thought they went a little too deep into the details. Well, I watched part one of the documentary series on HBO, Pharaoh versus Allen. It's about Dylan Pharaoh's accusations that Woody Allen molested her when she was a child, his own daughter. It's pretty damning, and a lot of it's hard to watch. Got this little girl saying that daddy touched her private parts. It's fucking gross. I was a huge Woody Allen fan growing up. But when word got out that he'd actually married one of Mia Farrow's adopted kids, Sun Yi, I got unnerved by him, and uh, I stopped watching his films. I just didn't want anything to do with it. So I was going to share the story of how I became friends with Dick Cabot. 
who was a cousin of Katrina, my late wife. I'm not going to go into details. He, he and I got along quite well. He's a, he's a grade A ball breaker, highly intelligent, very generous with his time. Re- recommended a lot of great books to me. We, we talked on the phone a lot. He'd call, email, and um, I'd always suggest things to him. He helped me hone my interviewing style. And I don't want to go into specifics, but it was nice. I was able to talk to him like a regular person. I think he appreciated that. I respect his privacy, okay? I, I just know he's good friends with Woody Allen, and this must really hurt. But my point is this. When someone's name is being smeared all over the place, you got to keep in mind that there are three sides to every story. Their side, your side, and the truth. I can't imagine what it would be like to have allegations like this come out about me. And even though I immediately became cautious about Woody Allen when he ran off with Soon Yi, I mean, I made an instant decision that the guy was a child molester. Even after that, I had to come back down to earth a little bit, had to be fair. And the point of my story about my famous friend is that they're in that arena nonstop. I've asked what that's like. He says it's not nice, but it comes with the territory. And this is a situation that none of us can understand because we're not constantly being scrutinized. And those long walks that he takes with Alan, that they prefer to be left alone, but they can't be. But I'm sure they talk about everything. And I'm sure he's heard it all. You watch this docuseries on HBO. It makes Alan look very, very guilty. Here's how I always think about this stuff. As with the Tiger Woods documentary, I hate when stuff like this gets played out in public on a network like HBO and gets the kind of attention that it gets. I mean, it's in the news right now. I'm always the first one to say, look, play this shit out in court, not network television. People love getting into the lives of celebrities. They love to take them down. Alan's a very private person, and he should be. I would always say, if you want to persecute this guy, go to court, do that shit. It's not like Kim Kardashian and Kanye announcing their divorce and asking for the privacy. They don't want privacy. They want attention. They live off attention, like Honey Boo Boo lives off of Cheetos and Pepsi. I wouldn't be surprised if the divorce gets played out on her dumb TV show, for Christ's sake. But for someone like Woody Allen or Brad Pitt or Clooney, stay out of their private lives. Take it to court, not on broadcast television. That's what I would normally think. However, after watching this first episode of this documentary, I did a little research. Turns out they did take this to court soon after it happened. And there was probable cause. And while the judge ruled that Woody's actions were inappropriate, he didn't see enough proof to find him guilty of incest and molestation. And that's kind of strong. So Dylan Farrow, this poor girl, her mother and her brother had to live with all that all this time. And they thought this is the only way to get back to him. Let's try him in public. Make a four-part docuseries about it. And to make things even more interesting, Woody released a book last year talking about all this stuff as if he was trying to clear his name. I don't know if the book was 
what prompted them to produce the documentary or if he knew it was in the works. So he preempted it by releasing his, you know, story. But this is a real hatchet piece on Woody. And it certainly does not make him look good. But with all that being said, I don't like hearing all the intimate details of people's lives. I don't know what else I expected from this documentary. I, I, I just don't know. I don't know that I can stomach watching any more of it. Damn, I am an angry son bitch this week. <laughs> Where's the poop jokes? All I know is that once that story of him and Sun Yi broke, the jokes practically wrote themselves. Like, what's Sun Yi's favorite soup? Cream of some Jew guy. Yeah, again, we were culturally insensitive back then. We didn't know. Hey, I read recently about this dude in Wisconsin tried to sue the Pepsi company for 75 grand, claiming that he found a mouse in a can of Mountain Dew that he purchased, I don't know, like 80 days before, something like that. But Pepsi's lawyer shot down his claim. They said the mouse would have dissolved into a jelly-like substance after 30 days. So his accusations held no weight. They provided proof, chemical proof. Now think about that for a second. If this shit can dissolve a mouse into jelly, what the hell's going on in your body when you drink it? You know, I'll slum it from time to time. I'll drink one of those energy drinks, Monster, Rockstar. Jesus, that stuff fucks me up. My skin itches, my heart races, my hands shake like I've got anxiety. Soft drinks are bad news, man. After drinking this, I am never putting that crap into my body again. I don't care how much I crave a sugary soft drink. No thanks. Read some other tidbits I found interesting. Did you know that Japan recognizes Godzilla as a registered citizen? How about this? Jingle Bells was initially written as a Thanksgiving song. This is the best one. Taco Bell tried to open locations in Mexico twice and failed both times. They said that Mexican customers are not familiar with their food. <laughs> so, so it's not Mexican food after all. A few days before President Kennedy was assassinated, an actress named Karen Kupsinet called a telephone operator and told her that the president was going to be murdered. They found her strangled a week later. Nice, Karen. I don't think America's ever going to stop looking for the truth in stories like that. JFK, Jimmy Hoffa. Doesn't matter how many movies they make, how many books are written. No one's ever going to know. Now we have QAnon. That makes it worse. Golden Globe Awards this Sunday, if you care. It's a weird year for movies. Really weird year for movies. I love this shit, so I always get into it. Last year, no. If it wasn't streaming, I, I didn't watch it. And even those that did stream... I couldn't even finish the movies. Mank, boring. Midnight Sky, worse. The Little Things, I'm not even sure why Denzel Washington even took that role. It was slow. I did like uh, Trial of the Chicago 7, Tenet, and the Borat movie. But I looked at the list of nominees. Almost all streaming services. Disney+, Plus, Hulu, Netflix, HBO, Amazon, Showtime. You watch network television in the next five years. 
it's going to collapse under the weight. If it wasn't for live sports and news and events like that, I don't know how they're going to stay in business. Even NBC started its own streaming service, Peacock. Here we were trying to cut the cord. And these networks, these sneaky sons of bitches, they find a way to take our money and then take more of it. God damn. Music in this episode from Aluna George. Audio clips courtesy of HBO. Next week I'm going to have my brother on the show to talk coffee, I hope. It's always a great time when I talk to him. You guys have a great week. Don't cancel anybody. Play nice. Until next time, cheers. Some people want me to be heads or tails. I say no way, try again another day. I should be happy, not tipping the scales. I just won't play, letting my life get away. I know for now. I'm not forward I don't check things, I check them Is it bring me down? Life can be cool If you're a dreamer I just wanna have some fun Don't tell me what could be done You know you like your body drives me insane You know you like your body drives me insane You know you like your body scared of the shame What you want, what you gonna do You know you like your body drives me insane Only because you know that you wanna feel the same You know you like your body drives me insane What you want, what you gonna do I just wanna have some fun.